0: You may think your hotel is already green, but are you green enough for today's eco-conscious traveler? Welcome to the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast, your destination to learn from hospitality professionals on the value and opportunities sustainability will bring to your organization. It will put more heads in beds and lower costs at the same time. We are your hosts and sustainable hospitality experts, Kathy McGuire, and Amy Walls. I'm your host, Kathy McGuire. In this episode, we'll talk with Dina Bellin, Vice President of Operations and Real Estate Assets for Pineapple Hospitality. Dina will discuss the many opportunities to save money on hotel development and building operations. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone. We are going to interview Dina Bellin, who is the vice president of operations and real estate assets for Pineapple Hospitality Company. So my first um, question to you is, uh, please give us a little background on how you began in the sustainability uh, arena.
1: Sure. Um, It's a very long uh, story, but I'll try to make it short for you. Um, I started, I was at Wyndham Hotels and uh, decided to leave that organization and start a construction company. I was just individually interested in sustainability. I felt like I had been in the development industry for many years and my personal ethos around the environment and my job were a little disconnected. Um, I I joked because it wasn't this extreme, but I I joked that I tore tree down I tore trees down for a living and I saved them for fun. Um, so uh, I was trying to figure out a way to combine those together and and make myself a a, a little happier in what I did. Um, So, just before the recession, the first recession, (laughs) um, I started a construction company with some partners that was an uh, an existing construction um, company, but was not in the hospitality industry. So, we did that for about six years uh, through the worst of the recession, which was challenging. Um, But we had a model of... um, doing all of our work from a sustainability perspective where the customer asked for it or not. So at the end of the job, we would hand owners a big long list of all the green things that we did and everybody loved it. um, but didn't, but we didn't ask for permission. So at that time that was, uh, back in the early two thousands, um, that was unheard of, right? Yes, You would say green buildings then, and people would go, why are you painting a green, a building green, <laughs> um, particularly in the hospitality industry? Um, and then I, you know, over time uh, transitioned from there to different roles, um, including in some technology space, um, finally came back around to real estate development um, and asset management and have been able to kind of come to the final place where I really wanted to be 20 years ago, which is being able to manage real estate assets and do it from a sustainability perspective. So it took uh, a while.
0: That That's that's wonderful. Yeah, sometimes it, it does take us a while to get where we need to be. And I wanted to um, just ask you about your credentials. Um, and I also wanted you to touch on the Green Destination Orlando yeah. Challenge, too. So, if you could go there for
1: us. Sure. So, I am a lead AP, IDNC uh, uh, focus. That has been really the only uh, accreditation that I've gotten over the years. I felt like it has the most uh, validity and uh, strength to it in the market. Um, There's a lot of great uh, hospitality-related certifications and accreditations that are also uh, really good. Uh, But I certainly think the U.S. Green Building Council uh, has uh, the um, strength of respect in the industry that... uh, The others may not have as much of. Um, I'm sorry, the second part of your question? Green Destination. Oh, yeah, yeah. Green Destination with Orlando. Um, So Green Destination Orlando actually came out of the U.S. Green Building Council Committee that I ran uh, when I was in Orlando. Um, We created a focus in the hospitality industry and the committee became so involved and the program that we created was so robust and so popular that we ended up splitting it off and it becoming its own nonprofit organization. Um, So Green Destination Orlando, really its essence was around helping hoteliers bridge the gap between where they were and getting LEED certified, whether existing building mostly is what most of them were going after. Mm -hmm. Um, That that gap just seemed insurmountable to a lot of people. Um, So we called it kind of uh, stepping stones or baby steps to LEED. And it really was uh, developed for that purpose uh it it never expanded beyond Orlando unfortunately um maybe it will someday i uh, i've i've always hoped that that would happen um but it's still going strong there in Orlando and it really became an extension of Uh, the marketing um, and tourism organization and became a real uh, powerhouse uh, around pushing sustainability um, in the travel and tourism industry. In fact, we uh, created the first destination-wide report uh, for Orlando around its sustainability efforts, specifically associated to travel and tourism.
0: Well, I believe this was an all volunteer um, effort, it was. was it not? In addition, yes. everybody had their regular jobs.
1: Yep, yeah, there was nobody
0: paid. <laughs> right, and I I believe that Orlando is on fire with sustainability right now, in the whole county yeah. um, with Chris Casper leading the city mm-hmm. and Jeff Benavides, which who we both know these two both came out
1: of Green Destination Orlando. Ex- yep,
0: exa- exactly they did. So that that was a, a wonderful accomplishment, Dina. So, in this module, um, our students have focused on the energy, indoor, air quality, water waste, and transportation. So, um, I was wondering, what are the steps necessary in evaluating the current performance of a hotel property? And how do you go about improving performance? What are those steps?
1: Yeah, I think... uh... I would start with best practices. So there's lots of documentation uh, in the industry um, available for that. EPA, the Energy Star Portfolio Manager tool, is the one I usually recommend. It's free. It's uh, very intuitive, easy to use. Um and a lot of people don't realize that it doesn't just track energy. It also, you can track your water and your waste uh, in Energy Star Portfolio Manager. Um, it's also uh, in all of the hotels that we're in, all of our municipalities um we're actually required to submit our data, at least around energy. Um, So, And they utilize Energy Star Portfolio Manager for that reporting. Um, So you're already a quarter of the way there uh, in just meeting your local municipal requirements as a building owner. Um, Beyond that, so you get your energy, you get all of that information in there, energy, water, waste, That's just the beginning though, right? Uh, next, you got to set some goals. So now you know, you're uh, diverting 25% of your waste, your Energy Star score is a uh, 59, which is kind of in the middle. Um, and you may know what your water consumption is, and you've benchmarked that. But now you need to know, where do you want it to be, right? Do you want to set a one year goal? Do you want to set one, fi- one year goal and five year goals? That's usually what I recommend a, a little bit longer term goal, but then short term goals too um, and then create some of gamification around it um, that's been a really great tool for me in organizations uh large and small um competition between properties competition between uh departments um competition is a great way to get sustainability uh d- developed in any per in any organization um and then you want to measure those successes right so that's that is essential you can't achieve what you what you don't measure um and then once you meet goals set new ones keep raising the bar and then repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat that model. Um, I I know it sounds simple. It is a lot more complicated than I just made it sound. (laughs) Having a green team is also, I think, a really integral part. As much as we want sustainability to be in every aspect of every job, um, people need to be reminded and that's what your green team is there for. You don't want the green team driving everything and doing everything, but you do want them to be your cheerleaders. And the best tool for that is to pick people that are passionate on this topic and they'll be uh, they'll be out there cheerleading um and making sure that everybody stays engaged and excited about it and it's not drudgery and it's not always um you're not always getting fussed at about things um when i was at the peabody we used we had um little tiny green ducks with recycling symbols on it if anybody knows about the peabody they have ducks that was their that was the thing and yeah. um getting ducks, uh, people collected them in the company. And so we had these little green ducks that if you saw somebody recycling something simple, if you saw a housekeeper doing the right thing, um, then I always had these green rubber ducks in my pocket, and I'd hand them out to people uh, for uh, doing green things. So there's lots of stuff like that. I
0: think that's really, really important. Uh, Those two things is really engaging your employees to participate and be excited about it. But there's another component, too, that I'm sure you're well-versed in is that you have to get senior management buy-in.
1: Oh, absolutely. It has to be
0: embedded into the core business strategy and not a silo initiative off to the side there, where it's going to be the first thing that goes by the wayside,
1: unless it's
0: embedded, right?
1: Yeah, really, the best scenario is to have some leaders on your green team. Um, It doesn't have to be the general manager. It doesn't have to be, you know, a particular role. But you do need, um, from the very top, uh, buy-in. And then you need some voices um, that are constantly advocating for it. it. The... Employees have to feel like it's part of the culture of the company so that it's important to what they do and the decisions they make every day because the reality is it's the employees of the company that make the decisions. The general manager isn't going to decide uh, to put the recycling in the right composter in the back of house of the building but they are going to create the culture that makes sure that the houseman, that's bringing the waste down to the compactors is putting it in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. That can be done through signage, it can be done through meetings, your standups, like all of those elements, it needs to be a constant uh, a through line through everything inside of an organization. Your sales team, too, that's a place where people miss a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, In the hotel business, particularly in a meeting and convention, you can do a lot of work in developing a green meetings program so that when meeting planners um, call you and say, hey, I'd like to have a green meeting, they don't even have to know what that means, really. They just kind of theoretically want it. You're the expert you it's your building they they can only drive so they can ask for it but they can only drive so much inside of your building um when i was at the peabody we developed a robust around actually we did it around the at the time the astm standards uh green meeting standards um a robust program for meeting planners to be able to utilize. Um, And it was really imperative that the sales team knew all about that. And we're talking about it with all of our clients. So that's another way that people forget about.
0: Right. Exactly. No, very well. Well, very well said. Um, One of the things I was wondering and people think, Oh, you know, for us to be a green building, it's just going to cost a lot of money. We're going to have to Hmm. put panels all over the place, solar panels. Um, What has been your experience in in that kind of a challenge?
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to cost anything or very much at all. Uh, Probably what it costs the most is time. Um, I I think much less pushback uh, from building owners around money um, because the paybacks are, it's pretty black and white, right? We're going to replace an LED, do an LED lighting uh, program, it either meets your goals around energy efficiency payback or it doesn't. Um, I I do always recommend people not take all the low hanging fruit right off the bat, um, which a lot of sustainability people have a tendency to do because that then it makes it much more difficult to get the harder or the longer payback projects done. Mm-hmm. If you mix the longer payback projects with the short payback projects, and you get kind of an acceptable middle ground, you can get both done at the same time. Um, often people will dive in and do the easy stuff, and then the easy stuff is done, and then it's this big leap to try to get the harder stuff done. Um, so have a have a really good. A uh, well thought out plan and strategy around how you want to accomplish things, and and don't let your leadership team talk you into doing just the little things. Mm-hmm, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, for our students, this course is designed for those who don't have any um, education or background in sustainability. It's for them to enhance um, their skill set so that if mm-hmm. when they go to work in any position in hospitality they can, you know, bring this as an added value. Mm. So what would you say to these type of people who could be in any position, whether it be the front desk agent or, you know, in housekeeping, food and beverage, how could they, once they, you know, either they're in their current position and want to approach this, or perhaps um, uh, it's a new job that they're um, interviewing for, they want to add that. How would they go about that um, once they either start that position or once they get going. And yeah,
1: this- for sure. Um anybody can be involved in sustainability no matter your level of education. Um I taught myself uh, other than getting LEED uh, lead accredited, um I didn't have any formal education in it. Um, The great thing about the sustainability community is that there's lots of free information available. There's all kinds of programs and systems and processes. I think as a community, we love to share and we love to share best practices. Um, So the number one thing I could tell anybody coming into the hospitality industry and Having an interest in sustainability is dive in, volunteer, uh, get on the green committee, um, learn learn what you can through all the avenues, including a course like this, right? Uh, all of the avenues that you have available to you, um, pick them up, Google it. Yeah, you'd be amazed what you'd find. Um, Find a mentor. I've had a number of people in the green building space, uh, reach out to me and ask me to help them and mentor them and guide them and um, advise them on things that they're doing. I do it all the time. I get on the phone with a young person that works the front desk that is passionate around sustainability. And they ask me a million questions and I give them some pointers and some guideposts. And um, that's a great way to Do it too, and I I, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like everybody in this community is like that, right? There, I think people that are drawn to sustainability are kind of the sharers of the world, and um, so there's a lot of opportunity. Ask your boss um, what you can do. um, Ask, and particularly um, in the engineering side, I think we under uh, appreciate the back of house teams uh, mm-hmm. really impact on sustainability housekeeping and engineering have a ton of impact mm-hmm. um and those departments have a tendency to have a uh, lower visibility uh, if you want some visibility from you know the senior managers uh of a, of your organization sustainability is a great way to do it too mm-hmm. um there doesn't you You don't always have to be completely altruistic with your motivations. You can get a little out of this too. Um, In every organization I've been in, uh, my sustainability committee has met with the general manager regularly, right? Has met with the director of sales, regularly, uh, the leaders of an organization to your original point need to buy in. and so they have to be involved in this process. So it gives you a lot of uh, face time and visibility uh, with people that you may not if you're a, you know, a rooms division supervisor or you know you're not necessarily in a leadership role yet.
0: Right, exactly. Well, I appreciate that insight very much. It really resonates with me and how I got started as well. There were no degrees or certificates for sustainability when I got involved. So it was just reading books by those who were writing about sustainability and taking courses here and there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's wonderful. Dina, this has been really invaluable information for all of us. And I really appreciate you taking the time um, to be with us on this interview. And I wish you all the best. Uh, Happy holidays. And um, we'll see you soon. Thank Thank you. Thank
1: you. Appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you'd like a free consultation on becoming a much greener hotel, please visit us at SustainableHospitalityPodcast.com.